Housing for the Aged Action Group, Haig for short, a housing group for older people run by older people. Present Raise the Roof! We advocate for secure, affordable and appropriate housing. So listen up on the second and fourth Wednesday of the month at 5.30pm on 3CR 855 on your AM dial. Okay, you're um, listening to Raise the Roof, Housing for the Age Action Group's fortnightly show on housing issues for older people. And today I'm joined in the studio by my co-host Shane. Oh, hello, Fiona. I didn't realise we were doing the intro already. We're, what a surprise. We're doing the intro already. And we're also excited to have um, join us via the phone um, all the way up in the Shepparton region, Teresa Jasper. How are you going today, Teresa? Good, thanks, Fiona and Shane. Great to be on. So the reason that um, we've got you on today is because it's just gone past NAIDOC week, which was last week, and regular listeners to 3CR would have been hearing lots of great content um, from First Nations people. And so we wanted to also talk about um, housing issues for older Aboriginal people in the region. So hence we've got Teresa on. Maybe we can start off by asking you, Teresa, um, where you're from, who's your mob, where you're at right now. Tell us a little bit about um, where you are. Okay, so I live in a tiny little town called Nanila. I'm a Wamba Wamba Brappa Brappa woman from um, my uh, grandfather's from the Barranald area, so that's where they are. Whereabouts yeah, so is that? Where's the Barranald area? Wamba Wamba Brappa Brappa is near Barranald. Is that in New South Wales? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. My yeah. New South Wales geography is a little bit rusty. <laughs> that's okay. Yeah, so... That's where my mother's from. Um, yeah, so that's where our clan is. But I was born in Ichuka. Oh, so you were born in Victoria. I was born in Victoria, but I spent um, uh, my childhood in care. Um, okay. To, to and from, here and there. And so now you're living back in Victoria again, um, yes. up in yes. the Goulburn Valley region. Would you tell us a little bit about... Um, about the place that you're living in now and maybe um, some of the issues that you're seeing through our service? Yep. Well, the Golden Valley area, I, I technically don't live in the Golden Valley area, but obviously I work there, so I know that the the area reasonably well. Um, the housing situation um, for Indigenous people and non-Indigenous people is pretty much the same. I think the point that I want to make about when our older um, our elders are not housed or housed properly. Um, they are the hub of the family. So, you know, a lot of all the family will congregate around the, the elders. They'll support them. They'll be there with them. Um, they will see them daily. They will want to interact with them. That's their teaching. You know, your elders are obviously your teaching for your future. Um, and that's the stability so if the stability isn't there for your elder, the stability isn't there for the rest of the family, if, yeah. if you get what I mean. Yeah. yeah. So it's even so, more important to make sure that elders, Aboriginal elders are housed securely. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, they, you know, obviously they are the, you know, respected, our, respect, our elders are always 
respected elders in our family and in our community. So the way we treat our elders is the way that we treat our community. So it's, it's really important to be able to understand the complex needs of, well, not so much the complex needs, but the complex complexity around a family network, if that's a real word. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so the, it's, it's like the, the apex kind of thing. So the older person's at the top and then the family relies on that for everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and as I said, they are the teacher of, of um, their culture. They're the teacher to their family. They're the teacher to the next generation. You know, the babies that are coming in, you know, um, yeah, they're the ones that hold the, the valuable cultural, cultural information that gets handed down. Yeah. So Hag's often been quite critical of sort of mainstream housing and homelessness services and the way they deal with older people or the way they sort of fail older people or the way that they're not set up to, to suit the needs of, of older people generally. Uh, do you, like, how do you see that in terms of Aboriginal elders or, or other older Aboriginal people? Like, are they getting supported well by the existing housing system or what sort of things need to change? Well, obviously you have housing workers within the Aboriginal organisations. Yeah. And the local Aboriginal organisation have housing workers there. But you're still hamstrung by the same um, issues, aren't you? If the government don't give you enough houses to house people, you can't provide an appropriate service for your people. So, um, you know, it's okay to say, you know, we've got housing workers, but the housing workers are still going to be struggling if there's no housing. Yeah. Which obviously there isn't. And the housing situation has got worse. Um due to, you know, private uh, private housing in the area being sold um, and people having, you know, time frames to be able to get out. Which, you know, if you have to get out, where do you go? Yeah. And so in the regional areas, I guess there used to be more affordable housing than in the cities, but since COVID, it seems, um, housing prices have jumped and the availability of low-cost housing is also dropped is that is that's what you're also seeing in in that region too the impact of i guess covid or um, most definitely yeah most definitely um i was talking to somebody the other day who was in in a particular area <clears throat> pardon me and they were saying we have loads and loads and loads of empty houses around here and i said well what what's the issue you're like um i understand that there's they're saying the issue is you know um repairs there's lack of um, wood, you know, lack of um, people to come and do things, uh, all of that. And they said, no, 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 that's that's not necessarily the issue around here. One of the biggest issues is people have come and brought houses in the country mm. due to COVID and leaving them empty and using them as Airbnbs. So yeah. all of those people that were housed in those houses that are now for Airbnbs are sitting empty and the people that were in in them, sorry, um, are now homeless yeah. or look, seeking other other accommodation. And I think the recent census data that got released a couple of weeks ago showed that there was something like a million empty houses across the country, which just seems like Ludicrous. absolute mm-hmm. madness. It's not really we don't we don't need more housing. We just need more affordable housing, and, and it's crazy that it's all sitting there empty and unused. Yeah, and it's fine for the government to say, and I understand, you know, tourism, let's let's see the country, let's go out there and spend your, your dollars, and a lot of people are doing that on Airbnbs, but it's at the sacrifice, really, of um, people that are homeless because, you know, it's okay to go and have a short-term holiday um, 
but there's a, a long-term you know, issue. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the sort of services for older people or um, Aboriginal elders in, in the region. I know that Shepparton's a bit of a, um, it's a strong place for Aboriginal community and there's a really strong community there. Um, how has it been working in with, with the existing services and making sure that we're, we're working in a culturally appropriate way? Um, it's been really good. Brambalara is a very, very strong organisation and has some fantastic workers and amazing programs. But as I said, the, the housing is, is still going to be an issue as they don't have the amount of housing to be able to give to people yeah. or to be able to, to be able to offer people. Um, but, you know, everybody's working really hard and tirelessly to try and solve these issues, um, and especially for their community. And being such a strong organisation, um, you know, they are the best people to be able to give you that strong cultural advice and it's really great to be able to work in with them and they've just got a new housing worker there which I'm going to touch base with um, hopefully shortly and, you know, work in, in together with him. So, yeah. And there's I hear that there might be some housing being built, some affordable housing being built in the region as well. I guess that's a while off yet, but it's good to hear about those sorts of things too. Have you heard any... any further developments on new Aboriginal housing or new low-cost housing in the region? Um, yeah, there's been a little bit of development. Um, as we're probably aware, some of the housing did get knocked back in the location that they wanted through the council. Mm. Um, that's obviously a complex issue, but um, you know, each time you come across an issue like that, it's, there's another delay, isn't there? So that's, that's unfortunate. But hopefully that they, there will be new housing built. Um, it obviously doesn't get built fast enough, does it? No. We all want, we all want it today, yesterday and tomorrow. So, yeah. And in, I guess we should explain that um, that you're working for HAG on a project up there, similar to what we do down in the city in getting older people housed, and that involves community development and it also involves housing support. And you've managed to get a couple of people housed through the project. Do you want to tell us a little bit about um, about that, if, if that's okay with those people to talk about? Um, yeah, I've, I've managed to be able to house uh, two ladies um, and one, you know, they're, bo- they're both very much appreciative of it. I don't want to go completely into their private story. Yeah, fair enough. You yeah. know, they, um, they needed housing, um, but... I can tell you that they're very, very grateful for the support that they have had and they are feeling really, really secure. Um, and they're just, it, there's just a huge difference from starting to work with somebody who is, has got some major stresses in their life to, to showing them that there is a light at the end of the tunnel by saying there's going to be, there's an offer here for you. And then to be able to show the property and then just, just the very difference in their whole mannerism, their speech, their, you know, it's like a huge load has been lifted. And I know we, we say that all the time, but you can physically see it in somebody when somebody is so highly stressed and homeless and don't know where to turn to next and, and relying on other people and not having that independence to actually seeing them settled into their home you know, sitting down with them, and you can act, you can physically see the difference in their body. They're much lighter. They're much happier. They they just have that secure feeling in themselves, 
and um, you know, it's a beautiful thing to see. Really, it's very, very. I'm very fortunate to be able to see, experience that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I mean, I've I've been through homeless stresses in my own life, and I know I can really sense exactly where they are from time to time. So when you know you're at the very start of your homelessness to the very actually getting somewhere, so I can really empathise with them how they must be feeling. So it, it's a really I'm quite blessed to be able to be part of the, their journey in that. Yeah, that's amazing. So that must be a real satisfaction, like personally as in your job, to be able to, to see that difference in people and also be able to touch base with them after they've been housed and see that too. Oh, no, they're, they're, I feel like they're friends for life. <laughs> <laughs> they probably are, yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else you want to tell listeners about um, about the region or about your job up there or about the Aboriginal community that they think that you think they should know about? Um, well, look, I think what we're doing with um, HAG is so extremely important to be able to show people that, you know, it is very stressful. The whole housing situation is very stressful. It's very, very um, complex to a lot of people, actually filling out the forms and getting getting the right um, forms that they need. And to be able to, to walk alongside them and to, to guide them to doing that together, is, is a really a really great thing. So I want people to realise that, that we are there to help you. Obviously, if you don't, don't you feel you're... I mean, I come across people who are very confident all the time, but they just need that little bit of guidance. So we're there to either help them through it, do it for them, um, but make sure that they're definitely on the housing list to be, A, to be counted, B, to be able to know that they, at some stage they may get an offer for housing and hopefully I'm, I'm a part of that. Um, and as far as, as I've said before, you know, the Aboriginal community in um, Shepparton is very strong. Always reach out to them if you feel like you're, you know, wanting a culturally, more culturally appropriate service. I mean, I feel I give a culturally appropriate service being an Aboriginal woman myself. But, um, you know, I'm, I'm quite happy to introduce people to, to the service if they're not familiar with it. That um, sounds perfect. We will give out contact details at the end of the show, but if any listeners in the region and does feel like they need some advice and some ideas about housing options, they are most welcome to get in t- contact with either Teresa or Joan up there. Um, and um, if you are a member of the Aboriginal community and want to get in contact with a friendly face or get connection with, with the services up there, also Teresa is a great point of contact. So thanks so much for your time today. Um, it's been awesome no to have problem. a chat. And, um, yeah, enjoy enjoy the cold up there. I hope you're staying warm. <laughs> we have some beautiful days, but it comes in cold fast. Um, <laughs> yeah. To be expected, isn't it? Overnight, especially. Well, thanks yeah. again, um, and we'll speak to you again soon. No problem. Happy Take Night Week. Bye. Right. Thank you. Bye-bye. G'day, I'm Warwick Thornton, the writer-director of Samson and Delilah, and you're listening to 3CR. Welcome back to Raise the Roof, the Housing for the Age Action Group show here on 3CR, 8.55am. We are about to hear a a talk from Cheryl Axelby from Aboriginal Community Housing Limited. Uh, She was speaking at HAG's At Risk Forum uh, last year about uh, a local initiative in South Australia to build some culturally appropriate housing for older Aboriginal people. So let's hit it. Um, And again, trade and accents of community um, feel. Um, within the village itself. Um, 
Okay. And this is just another picture, I suppose, in the context about the front view of um, what the potential build would look like. Um, and, you know, these are one-bedroom dwellings um, in a group of two or four around, arranged around loosely um, landscape courtyards. Um, and some of the work that we've been doing in regards to um, the outlay of the village um, is that there will be some new plantings and there is a group called the Friends of Warapringa um, who have been actually taking, um, who are a group of volunteers who for a number of years have actually been ensured about protecting um, the flora and fauna um, at Warapringa. Um, and we're working closely with them as well in regards to the plantings that we're going to the village. Um, so in regards to the Pemsville Village for residents, it's, you know, for Aboriginal tribes to Islander peoples, age 55 years and over, um, it could swing between 50 to 50, you know, 50 as well. Um, years over. That's not yet been finally determined. Currently residing in the South Australian Housing Authority housing and who are able to live independently. The Village Partnership um, Working Group. So we um, have a very strong partnership working group and the role of our group is to oversee the management, planning and development of the project. Um, and our um, key organisations and partners are the Ghana Yurta Aboriginal Corporation. Um, we have the chair and deputy chair represented on the working group. The Ghana Punkra Property Trust, we have the chair and one of the directors. The ACHL State Manager, ACHL Relationship Manager from um, my, my um, company that I work for. ILSC, which is Indigenous Land Sea Council uh, Corporation. Um, there's a divisional manager, operations manager, and a project advisor. And then we have representation from the South Australian um, Housing Authority, the Director of Business Partnerships, and the Principal Senior Project Manager. And this photo um, that I'm sharing with you is at our recent um, workshop meeting that we had um, where we all came together um, and discussing the proposal going forward, um, going over um, the plans, um, and you know, just getting everyone on the same page um, and moving forward together. So the partnership um, to date has actually been very successful. We are about creating a positive experience um, for our elders and our team will work together to make our elders journey a positive experience and to support them in their tenancy. We'll develop partnerships with service providers to assist our elders to maintain connection to community, family and to essential key services. And we um, will employ Aboriginal business enterprises to maintain the site and deliver services. And that is one of the key um, commitments that um, Aboriginal Community Housing um, Limited makes is about how we um, empower our communities and we also um, ensure that we utilise Aboriginal business enterprises um, in every aspect. Our next steps um, going forward um, is that the construction of the village is proposed to commence in mid-2022. Um, the Ghana uh, Aboriginal Corporation are actually um, looking right now at um, what um, the, you know, the naming of the village. Um, we're in the process now of finalising like key documentations and agreements. So as you can see, there's a number of partnerships there, so there is a bit of work to be done around that. Um, and we will be developing, ACHL will be developing a sub-working group to develop draft operational plans for the village, um, um, outlining you know, the operational procedures and protocols. And we'll be doing that with the Ghana Yurta Aboriginal Corporation. And a proposal um, to be developed for the village centre um, for elders to access services, activities, family and community gatherings to support the ongoing health and wellbeing is, is currently being developed. Um, and funding um, is yet um, to be sourced. 
um, you know, for the building um, and the development of a, of a centre. And we're working on that right at this time um, collaboratively. Um, before I um, finish the conversation, I just want to say and just remind everybody um, that, you know, when we look at the statistics of our people, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people um, in regards to homelessness, you know, one in 20 Aboriginal women um, are homeless in, in Australia. Um, that makes one in four um, who are clients or specialist homeless clients um, Aboriginal, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander, which makes around about 25% um, of clients being um, at sea and compared to 9% um, of that of non-Aboriginal people. So I think, you know, in closing, I just want to say that initiatives such as these are very important. Um, we're actually having commitment um, to reduce Aboriginal price for under homelessness. Um, and, you know, we expect that predominantly a lot of the um, uh, residents going in to the facility will be um, Aboriginal tries to under women. And the benefits of this um, is that um, that means that, um, and the data is, you know, that we've collected so far is that there are quite a lot of, um, and not a high number, but, you know, I think around about range between 20 to 60% um, of um, elders in that age group um, are actually living in uh, independently and in those uh, in Saha homes um, with possibly two, three-bedroom homes. Um, and then them coming into a village and community-like um, village, living together as a community, uh, just takes me back to when I was a young woman um, and how many of our elders living um, on country um, used to be so closely connected so this is a great opportunity I think going forward for our elders the model is not going to suit everybody um, and it doesn't fit everybody but this is the first build and what the proposal is is that um, ILSC had purchased the land um, and um, Dana Yurta Aboriginal Corporation have recently won their native title rights um, in across um, the city of Adelaide which is fantastic um, so eventually, um, ACHL will be managing um, the um, village on behalf of Ghana Yurta and, and the Trust um, with a view to handing that over um, once the lease agreements have been finalised. And, 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 yeah, so this is a great story about self-determination um, for Ghana Yurta Aboriginal people in South Australia. Thank you. Mm -hmm. This is Irene Bolger, former Secretary of the Nurses' Federation in Victoria. Throughout the nurses' dispute in 1986 and the waterfront dispute in 1998, 3CR was always there broadcasting the voices of workers in struggle. You're listening to 3CR Community Radio and we're broadcasting live from the Bay to Chicken Strike here in Melbourne. We've just seen all of the thousands of nurses walk through to their meeting and people from different unions showing their solidarity. 3CR. Radio for the workers, by the workers, since 1976. Hi, my name's Pilar Aguilera and I'm 3CR's chairperson. I'm urging you to become a 3CR subscriber. We need to keep independent, radical, dissenting voices on air. Social change doesn't just happen, we need to nurture it. We desperately need to hear alternative ideas that allow us to organise, build community and change the systems that continue to oppress us and destroy the planet. Put your money where your mouth is. Become a member. Subscribe today. 
Welcome back. You're listening to Hags Raise the Reef Show, our fortnightly show about older people's housing issues. Um, it's Fiona and Shane, and we're just wrapping up our NADOC show for the day. Um, I also wanted to thank everybody because I wasn't here last time, and I believe you had your. You have been neglecting the three CR listeners. It's I true, know. but I believe you did our um, our radiothon show without me. <clears throat> And I just wanted to say thanks to everybody that donated. It was really lovely to see all the names coming through and the little donations from our listeners and our supporters. And yeah, we reached our target and it was great. And 3CR will live on another year. Yeah, Thanks, everyone. Yeah, it was awesome. Um, It is all volunteer run, so it's pretty damn important to chuck some money at this station. Fondly, as we do every year. (laughs) Fondly chuck some money. (laughs) Yeah. Um, We also have some phone numbers to give out because we have talked a little bit about housing today and um, we know that the housing situation is only getting worse. But we do have a new service up in the Shepparton region and you can talk to Teresa, who we started off the show with, about housing options. And it's the same phone number for all of our services if you are an older person in housing stress. Shane, do you have the number that people can call? Yeah, so if you want to give us a call uh, to get some advice about your housing situation, you don't have to be in the regions, you don't have to be just any older person in Victoria, uh, give us a call on 1300 765 178. That's 1300 765 178. Um, if you want to get in touch about anything else, especially policy and advocacy types of work that we do, the number is 96547389. Um, I do want to plug in particular, coming up on August 24. Uh, HAG, along with the Office for the Commissioner of Residential Tenancies, have organised a forum uh, about issues in residential parks. And if you are a resident of a residential park, if anyone you know has lived, especially if you've had family members who've moved out or left a residential park, uh, we would love to hear from you, get you to come along. Uh, or if you can't make it in person, send us a, you know send us some info, hear from you about what your experiences have been. Um, uh, you can also dial in on the phone and zoom in via the internet if you're unable to come in person. Multiple in-person locations, uh, multiple technological options. So if you're interested, either check out the website, which is oldertenants.org.au. Uh, there's a registration form there. Or give us a call. Again, that number is 96547389. And we must now be almost out of time for we this are. week. So we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Fiona, yeah. what song are we going to leave the listeners with? So we're going to leave the listeners with a song from a really awesome Aboriginal singer-songwriter called Alice Skye, who I've seen live and I can attest to how beautiful her voice is and what a lovely person she is. And the story is called Friends with Feelings. So we'll go out now with that song and we'll see you in a couple of weeks. Don't forget to come to the forum if you live in a res park. See you later. Bye.